sound meditation, sound healing, sound bath. It's an immersive, transformative experience that can reduce stress, support rejuvenation, and promote a sense of inner balance and harmony. All you have to do is lie down and listen. I spoke to Simona Azanovsky and Guy Douglas, the creators of Sound Meditation Presents, to learn about how it works and what the right kinds of sound can do to enhance meditative practice. Simona and Guy hold sound healings all over the West Coast and have an incredible online series of sound healings that use gongs, Tibetan bowls, chimes, quartz bowls, and other instruments to induce a healing state of mind. Words don't do it justice. Sound healing is one of those things you just have to experience. I was, um, I'm so happy to talk to you and to meet you today because when I joined your, the sound experience that I did remotely with you, I guess it was back in November, I was just blown away how um, how deep and meaningful it is to do a, a sound healing with headphones all by yourself without other people around. And, and it was very moving. And I want to know, what are some of the instruments that people are going to hear when they experience one of your sound meditations? It's um it's a wide variety of different instruments um you know gongs crystal bowls um, chimes flutes any kind of ethereal sounding instrument we can find we try to incorporate that in there um you know all the sound all these instruments this the sounds of what they what they create is a sound that uh, really just it cancels out the mind chatter so it's kind of like gongs crystal bowls chimes flutes um, instruments high in harmonics um, things of that nature. When you say high in harmonics, you mean high in pitch? So uh, sounds, no, not in pitch. Um, it's more that instruments that, um, what gives an instrument its particular tone is um, its harmonic sequence, which means that when you hear a note, you're usually, uh, we call it like and you, you play a note. There's the bass frequency of it, but then there's all these little pitches that are layered on top of that and that make up that sound. So an instrument that's rich in harmonics is an instrument in which you can really hear those upper pitches. And we use a lot of instruments like the monochord or the gong where you hear the low tone and then you'll hear all these like higher pitches. And that has a fascinating, calming effect on the mind and body. Just a very interesting phenomenon. Um, we definitely play into that. Do you find to induce a different mood, you will rely on different instruments? You know, it's, you know, we kind of cover the full range of stuff, like, you know, we kind of, we kind of play within all, you know, we try to uh, deliver what people want mostly, but it's really hard to gauge some people. So we kind of incorporate all these instruments um, throughout the session. So, you know, you're going to get some, some nights, there's maybe a little more softer tones than heavier tones. It really, the magic of these nights that when we do this stuff is really that, you know, everything's sort of not really planned too much. It's more happening in the moment. And, um, but, you know, we've been kind of lately sort of, you know, especially switching it to an online platform, 
um, some of the sounds, you know, like the gong, for instance, um, can have a really, you know, kind of almost like a really, it's such a deep sound. And when you're in the room, um, you know, we tried to get it as close as you can have to being in the room, but it just has uh, such a deep, uh, expansive sound. And sometimes people can acquaint the sound to almost sounding like a little dark or something, but really, you know, the gong itself is like essentially like what it is, is the sound of creation. It's the sound of every, every harmonic and overtone uh, basically emanating through this um, through this metal. And uh, what it happens is like someone was saying about these different ranges of tones and frequencies within it where, uh, you know, I mean, it's such, a, it's such a fascinating thing. You know, we got into this work. It's really a hard thing to really describe as far as, you know, what one will experience in this. I, I almost, well, like years ago, I used to want to call it the experience because it, it's really something where it's hard to really describe what you're going to do and feel, yeah. or, but it really does uh, have this feeling of feeling um, where, I don't know, a sense of, a sense of feeling home in some way. I feel like, you know, there's something so primal about those sounds and the Tibetan bowls and how these these soothing harmonics and tones it it almost sounds like the birth of where all music came from is these tonal harmonics and you know when you set them up in a in a regimented time frame which most music is like four four timing what this is is basically there's no timing really it's all space so when you create that vortex of space it allows for space in the mind and then before you know it you know you're out there in the ethers uh experience in the zero point of a meditation which is really the place really where all the I think all the, the great teachers are trying to get people to and uh, what was fascinating for me was like just hearing the gong for like 20 minutes I was like that is it you know where you're just like wow oh my gosh <laughs> like where you know it's it's like I said it's really yeah. it's like being bathed in the sound of creation itself And, you know, when you, the way you describe the gong, that's how people describe the word ohm, yeah. the, you know, how it yeah. holds every sound in the universe in one word. And you're right. There's something about the gong. And then you were talking about time. I'm thinking when I was at your time, uh, your um, sound healing, I lost track of time. Time had no meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the goal, really. Yeah. I mean, we're also uh, controlled by time. Have you done any research on the physiological benefits of sound healing? Very, very like large picture overview um, to the way that I best understand it. All deep meditative practices invoke a parasympathetic state. Now, your nervous system kind of has two states. There's the activated like go-getter, fight-or-flight energy that is your sympathetic nervous system. And then there's the calmer like grounded energy of your rest and digest response. That's when you're present and relaxed. And you kind of oscillate between these two spaces, but often we get kind of frozen in our fight or flight because we have constant bombardment by media, information, anxiety, people kind of get into the space and we really need tools and techniques to get into the calmer side of things. So um, sound meditation, like most, um, you know, deep meditation practices um, invoke a parasympathetic state. Um, beyond that, um, just really open to more research. Yeah, I, I guess, of course, all the um, all, all the effects that we can easily sort of expect, like you know, a reduced heartbeat and um, and a deeper breathing. All that is, I guess, easy to quantify. And you're right; we need more 
we do need more research on that, like which tones are, are most effective. But, you know, I think, um, don't, isn't some sound used in therapeutic uses like, uh, on joints or, or people use tuning forks with some Music healing? Yeah. 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 I think it also depends on the person too. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, how open you are to different sort of modality, you know, the thing that we found about it that was really awesome was just how simple it was. The simplicity and how it's really just as simple as, you know, here's a tool to get you out of your head. And, you know, I always think of music, you know, as far as all the music we've listened to over the years and different frequencies and tones, I think when it comes to like actual vibrations that might be affecting the body in certain ways, you really need an individual who's really open to having that yeah. experience come in um, where, you know, when you go to concerts or you're sitting next to a motorcycle, I mean, you're obviously getting some sort of a vibrational thing. So um, as far as things being like, and I mean, there's dis there's, dis there's, there's, there's things that are not harmonizing for sure. Um, but the idea is really just, you know, just the simplicity of it all, how we've always kind of gone down that road where it's all about just getting out of our heads. That's really the goal, you know? Yeah, to directly answer your question, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know whether particular frequencies affect particular parts of the body. Mm. Um, really open to it is all I'll say. And there's talk about, you know, these chakra systems having different uh, different tonal frequencies. So that's been going on for a long time. But guy turned to me one day and he's like, do you really think we're all two in the same way? Like, do you really think about that? I remember when you said that and it made me think, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like our bodies are so variable and different. Um, I do, when I'm doing like my own toning practice, I do work with the chakra system, but there's like this little sense of, I don't necessarily think it's quite the same for everyone. I think um, I've often heard about the idea of finding your bass note. Uh, when you're singing in a therapeutic way, there are certain sounds that will inherently sound pleasing to you or might correspond to parts you need to heal. I've heard all these things. Mm -hmm. So like I said, very open to it. Yeah. Simona, tell me more about how you use it with chakra healing. So like I said, I'm not an expert in this. Um, and we, we really don't pretend to be. One of the things we really emphasize is that we are not spiritual teachers or leaders. We are just meditative uh, music practitioners. Um, so what I have heard from my friends and teachers is that um, often starting with C as the root note, that like your C, that C, your base, that base note corresponds to like your root chakra, and then D corresponds to your sacral chakra, and then like E corresponds to Manipura, and like F, you know, um, that note in the Western system is often said to correspond to um, like the heart. I think that is a framework that has a lot of variance to it, but I find that when you sing up the tones, you can definitely feel different tones in different parts of your body. So like, ha, ah, you feel low, and ha, ah, you feel high. And when you vibrate those parts of your body, I think it definitely has a therapeutic opening effect. I'm thinking of my own personal experience with having sound go through my body and, um, when I was younger, I would sing in choirs. And so you're surrounded by people making this incredible sound and it is literally going through your body and it's, it's wonderful. There's nothing like it. And, and then I got a chance to play tambura behind a sitar player. And have you ever held a tambura? I heard one. Or, yeah, they're beautiful. Um, 
oh my God, the, it's, the sound is just a drone. And I mean, it's much more than just a drone, but when you're holding this thing, maybe cellists, have, you know, and bassists have the same experience. Those sound waves are just washing over your whole body. And it is just so, there are yeah. no words no. for yeah. it. Yeah, It's, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like connecting to spirit or something, not in a dogmatic way, but more about just like connecting to something that's just far greater than anything we could possibly imagine, really. It's just the sound. It's the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great to, to be to anytime you can get in touch with the greater wisdom what, by its endless names. Yeah. It's always really great. I guess it's kind of a, a weird shift now, but I wanted to ask you about how you work with enterprise and what you call bring sound meditation to work. What, what can sound meditation do for business? I mean, I think, you know, I think a lot of ways, like, you know, the work environment can be really taxing and the way people, um, the way they, you know, everybody's overworked and stressed and with all the things going outside of work on top of, uh, just dealing with work itself, especially in this day right now, um, there's just so much anxiety and stress. And it seems like when you bring it to a work environment, like um, we work for a couple, a couple large companies, and it's amazing where, uh, you know, people become more productive, I think, and they get more, have more patience at work and a little more, um, yeah, just a little more space in their day. Uh, I think it really, I think, you know, and I think it's been proven also, you know, any, you know, the average, if a person does 10 minute meditation every morning within the next, you know, it was a 14 days, you know, there's some significant effects that happen. So, you know, it seems like, yeah, the workplace is just really important. I think it's nice to see companies actually stepping up and giving their help these things. So, um, and I think, yeah, just a better state of mind, better, better state of mind at work. You know, it's important. Yeah. One of the things we've been working on is, you know, there is a really beautiful, profound, um, spiritual aspect to listening to, you know, really soft meditative music. And we also really want to stay grounded. Um, and that's why we call it sound meditation. We really want this to be accessible for everyone. You don't have to believe in anything like this is just practice and an opportunity to calm down and slow your mind and that is so important in our work days um, so we're trying to make it accessible because it is some meditation is the most accessible form of deep meditation and we want to share it in a way that is accessible to everyone especially in corporate we've worked yeah we've worked with google facebook iterable um, lots of different companies um, helping helping share this stuff remotely or in in person both so we've, we've done in-person uh, events and we've also done remote events for Carvel corporate you have presented the sound healing symphony inside san francisco's grace cathedral which is a gothic cathedral at the top of knob hill and it's famous for its acoustics tell me what goes on during one of your events there you know, uh, we get about usually 1,300 people that come in for it, and we have uh, people that sit in the pews, and then uh, 400 sit in the pews, and about uh, 700 sit in. 800, uh, or 800, 800 sit in, laying down, sorry. and then we got like. 400 in the pews. Wow. Yeah, so we're yeah. pilot, you know, and it's just amazing. And um, we kind of assembled this crew of people where I had put a couple posts up on uh, on the internet about looking for a vibraphone player, just trying to find different, you know, musicians. Uh, didgeridoo player and whatever and to be honest with you they're the first people that reached out to us 
um, they all showed up and they're all really super humble and really talented. And, you know, the humble card is huge, you know, when you're doing this kind of work, it's hard, you know, and when it comes to, um, you know, it's a lot of the new age movement sometimes can have some stuff in there, you know, so it's nice to see where people show up and they're just <laughs> yeah. want to just serve and they're all so kind. And it was just almost like the whole thing wanted to happen. And then we've got a crew of about 25 people that uh, help us with the whole thing on, uh, when people are coming in. So it's a it's amazing. I mean, it's so dialed in and everybody is so excited to be there. And the like level of harmony and communication is just so high between the team. Yeah. And the community, yeah. too. I mean, everyone, the people that keep showing up for it, it was amazing. We've, we did it a number of times um, for what, a couple of years, like in the Bay Area. So it was uh, pretty amazing. And yeah, like six or eight. I mean, there was a couple of years where we did like 10 shows a year at Grace Cathedral. Yeah. Usually like six. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we did quite a few. Yeah, that was wild. But what that was, was really neat about it was basically coming together and no, and when we play, we don't have a plan, you know, we kind of all get together and crawl on stage together. And it's years ago, a guy told me, you know, um, I, when I started getting into this, he's just, he kind of told me that we're doing a gig together. And he says, you know, I was like, what's the plan? What do you want to do? Do you want to play this first or play that first? And he's like, no plan. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this is going to be a disaster. And, uh, and then I did the gig with him and it was just amazing how it all flowed together. And I realized in that moment, the simplicity of just surrender in that moment. So I have like these musicians that all come together and we get on stage together and there is sort of, a, uh, we're playing in this, in a certain key together, which works out great when you're playing this kind of space music, you know? Yeah. So it really allows for a lot of, um, improvisation and, uh, it's just it's just always a magical night, you know. We really it's our favorite place to be. Yeah. And don't you light the light the musicians and isn't there a lot of color there is, too? Yeah, we yeah. try to create a nice ambiance for everyone when they come in and we have a harp player playing when they enter the room and just kind of getting people relaxed and we take an hour journey in and you know. Yeah, we want it you we want it so that like when you go to a sound bath it's like a fun date or a great time to bring your mom. Like you want it to be somewhere beautiful and we found that like playing in beautiful places just really opens people up a little bit it's being like oh i'm gonna have a beautiful night i'm in a beautiful place like i just call we also do a lot of botanical gardens um cathedrals definitely all over the place and then we've done cathedrals in um new york and los angeles uh we did the national history museum in san diego once that was fun we've done the um the wisdom in la that mm. was a fun that was a really beautiful artistic event Tell me about the contrast between these live events and going virtual. How has it been for you and, and your listeners? Well, it was a little challenging in the beginning. I mean, we basically crashed course into uh, audio engineering and trying to figure out live streaming. And, you know, we usually have a crew of people that, that do this work, uh, help us with these sound things, you know. So and it was for- not easy. It was a <laughs> lot of like trying to things out virtually um, and a lot of investing in audio gear totally worth it everything worth it Mm -hmm. Um, have a deeper understanding of sound and music um, and the technical components of it now yeah Um, still always we're always working on making the sound quality better so that's like one of our deepest missions is so that we can have the highest quality sound baths online and as far as the listening experience is concerned um, there's really there's really nothing like laying in your bed and just like putting on your headphones and being like, oh, I'm going to go into a sound journey. You're so relaxed. And afterwards, you don't have to get up. And then also, you know, often like the in-person gatherings are magnificent. And sometimes you need this practice to be there for you when, you know, 
there's not necessarily an event in that exact moment in that exact location where you are right in front of you but now we've created a tool so that if you're feeling stressed if you're having a hard time sleeping if you just want to get some perspective shift your mindset you have a tool that is accessible to you that's literally in your pocket it's like a sanctuary you can access at any time and it can remind you of all of those times of peace and calm that you've experienced before and it can bring you there we've started to really fall in love with that idea and so many people have expressed gratitude for it we really want to keep making that accessible so as we move forward we're going to continue doing in-person events but we're also going to put a lot of effort and emphasis into providing the online sound healing experience that people can access anytime how can a person prepare to have the most meaningful experience with one of your online sound healings you you say first make sure you've got good headphones yeah, you could have good headphones or a good sound system, but most of all, I mean, you know, you know, setting your space up in a little way where you can, you know, you're getting ready to go into a little journey. I think it's a great thing to invite people over to the house or invite friends and yeah, have them lay together. down and experience it together because for people who don't meditate and uh, things like that, it's really challenging for people to like really sit back. But when you have music that can kind of, you can concentrate on the sound and then the sound is kind of pulling the thoughts out it allows for everyone to have a really deep experience if they've never experienced the meditation. So, but I always think, you know, a nice comfortable space and, um, you know, most of all, keeping your eyes closed to the journey. We really encourage that most of all, just to kind of have that inward journey and not being distracted by any light or any distractions at all, just to be fully in the sound and, um, be with your breath. And we encourage, you know, just like any meditation, if a thought comes in your mind, acknowledge a thought, Take a deep breath, let it go, and yeah. Lavender, chamomile, um, definitely Incense, soothing herbs. Yeah. Incense, soothing herbs, whatever. Um, putting yourself in a relaxed state is helpful. Um, definitely movement or stretching, any practice that helps embody and soothe before is just so much deeper. Like these, you know, a sound bath really can be like the ultimate shavasana. Um, and, you know, instruments really do the work for you. So you can be on a crowded train stop or you could be taking a five minute break outside of work and you can still get into a very deep state no matter where you are. So there are kind of optimal ways to experience a sound bath, but it'll still be powerful no matter how you do it. Where can um, listeners find out more about the work you do and Sound Meditation Presents? And we also have an app called Sound Meditation Presents. So you can find us. There's two yeah, there's two ways to become, we're also on Android. Um, you can you can subscribe um, uh, on the web or on iOS. So there's two ways to do that. Subscription is just $16 a month. Um, and if you're experiencing any financial difficulties or anything of that nature, please reach out to us. We are a community and we're really, really grateful uh, for our base of support and for all the people we get to create all this music for. Yeah, we have about a thousand subscribers on the platform now. Um, and you can subscribe just by going on and we have a free trial that you can start for seven days. So you click start free trial and then you join on, then you listen to some sound baths or you can subscribe right on the app after you download it. So it's pretty easy. That's great. It's so, so accessible. We just heard from Simona Azanovsky and Guy Douglas, the creators of Sound Meditation Presents. You can hear more sound meditations on their website, soundmeditationsf.com, or on their app, also called Sound Meditation Presents. It's on iOS and Android.
Thank you for listening to Mind, Body, and Beyond. I'm Lisa Searing. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast and visit mindbodybeyond.co to sign up for updates. Thanks for listening.